Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Friendship. We're so glad that you are here this evening. I'm Brother Jeremy, I'm the pastor, and we're so grateful to have you this evening as we look at the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 12 through 17. It's our hope that you are able to dive into these. If you don't have a Bible, it will be available for you. The words of the Bible will be available on the screen. But you can follow along in your Bible in hand or your app or whatever you're going to do. This evening we'll be looking at kindness. If you can tell, if you've been following a pattern, there's, there's a method to all this. We're going through the fruit of the Spirit, as Galatians says. And kindness is what we're talking about tonight. So let's dive right in. Verse 12 says this, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which you are indeed were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through Him to God the Father. It's important that we understand in total context that passage. That, that passage really has us to define, first and foremost, define kindness. Defining kindness. Kindness basically means a benevolent attitude or action between individuals. King James says it like this, that it talks about loving kindness for this technical term designating the covenantal love between God and His people. It's a steadfast love. Elsewhere the term may be used similarly with reference to God's mercy. In the New Testament, kindness means love for mankind demonstrated by people as well as God. Philadelphia not only means brotherly affection, but also brotherly kindness, but specifically Christian kindness. A more general term is given there in Greek, and it means, or it's just translated, good or goodness. And it all calls us to look to other topics like love. Kindness. Kindness is an important way of living and operating as a Christian believer, as one who represents Christ and the attributes and characteristics of Christ in our lives. This evening we're going to look at this. There are some words that were said or some people who spoke on kindness. Abraham Lincoln said this, to, to ease another's heartache is to forget one's own. 
That speaks to the whole method of being Christian, meaning to seek to others' needs or tend to others' needs as greater than yourself. A child's prayer said it this way, Dear God, make all the bad people good and make all the good people nice. Also, in a periodical called Highways and Happiness, it says you cannot do a kindness too soon because you never know how soon it will be too late. There are some true words on the brevity of life. Also, the teacher asked the pupils to tell the meaning of loving kindness. A little boy jumped up and said, Well, if I was hungry and someone gave me a piece of bread, that would be kindness. But if they put a little jam on it, there would be loving kindness. Kindness, loving kindness through a child's eyes. It really, really speaks to us. So, secondly, this evening, kindness starts in the heart. I really believe if you and I have an honest-to-goodness relationship with Jesus Christ, then our hearts and minds are transformed and changed, and we are no longer the same as we used to be. So some of the things that reside in our hearts should be different, shouldn't be the same way as they always were. Some of the things that come from kindness, which starts in the heart, is love, compassion, empathy, unity, grace, mercy, forgiveness, and so on and so on. These attributes are of a Christian's life, of a believer's life, and it's monumental in our lives to, to, to live like this. Some of us might say, well, these are different than you and me and ourselves. We are incapable. But it's God's transformative power that gives us the ability to be kind and to have these attributes that start in our heart and move out from there. These shouldn't be the only attributes. These are just a portion of what starts when you and I reserve to be kind as He has been kind to us. Thirdly, bearing one another's burdens. Bearing one another's burdens is a key essential component of a Christian believer. That means in an area of community, we, as we're kind with one another, build relationships with one another, we begin to learn the ins and outs of one another, and we bear one another's burdens. Part of that is looking to others' needs as greater than ourselves. Others are going through things right now that you and I don't or are not going through or ever will go through. The hallmark of a good friend is one who bears one another's burdens. We've all had friends where they like to talk about themselves and their own needs. But the good friends the Christ-like friends are the ones who are more concerned about what's going on in our lives than they are their own lives. We each walk through some hard times and we go through some difficulties in life for seasons, for years of our lives. It's not diminishing the fact that we go through those. But it doesn't take one long to look around and discern that there are so many that are going through so many far worse things than you and I deal with. And even those, I find, oftentimes are the most grateful ones because they recognize the brevity of life. They recognize 
what God is doing in light of their circumstance. Being there for one another cannot be discounted also when you think about our relationship with the world that doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The world that is looking for hope in tragedy, hope in hardship, hope in a world that is riddled with sin, hope in a world that seemingly has gone to the wayside, morals and values that even the lost could say those are good things to ascribe to has now been thrown up and has now been departed from. So bearing one another's burdens means that when someone needs us we're there. When someone has a need we seek as much as possible to meet that need. And that means that when another one is going through hard times we bear others burdens even if it's just that we can be a shoulder to cry on or someone that prays with them. Fourthly, kindness leads to unity and happiness. We saw in those passages of Colossians there in those verses we saw what it means to live in that way. If you are living with this new walk with Him and you're living in this growing relationship with Him then you will build relationships naturally because you'll seek to be with others. We need one another. I know there are many of us that say, you know what, I am so busy with folks in my job, occupation, with school and others that when I get away from that, I like to be by myself. But I'm telling you, we need others. We need brothers and sisters in Christ. We need those more mature that help us but also, as we grow, we need to help someone less mature than ourselves in the faith. Kindness, building relationships, leads to unity. If you're sharing life with one another, it stands to reason that, that you will be more in sync with one another's needs, and by doing so, further unified. So kindness leads to unity, but it also leads to happiness. When you and I serve one another without expecting anything in return, when we serve the least of these, whether it be at a food bank, whether it be at a clothing store, whether it be a neighbor down the street, whether it be on a mission field, we oftentimes feel a sense of accomplishment because we know that we in ourselves did little and God did much in and through us. And when I see someone who is hungry and has a meal, chances are they're going to listen a little bit more closely. When I see someone that is struggling through life and wants someone to listen, someone's shoulder to cry on, someone to talk to, and I give them that time, I find that they're more willing to be open to what God is speaking to them about. I find that when I give of my time to look and be kind and humble to others, just like you do, then others are going to be led in the right direction. But I find that I am content, fulfilled, complete when I am doing that. So I mean, I am happy. And it's not a momentary happy. It's a happiness that is without end being in that will of God. So fourthly, kindness leads to unity and happiness, which is also contentment. 
Fifth, do all that we do in Jesus' name. Do all that you do in Jesus' name. Every facet form of our life should be directed around what God is doing in our life and doing things so that His gospel is advanced in our lives, but even those that are lost, those that have yet to call on Jesus' name, that they might know Jesus Christ because of the efforts that we have done, but the transformative power of Him who is greater, who is within us. We are to do all that we do, from vacation Bible school, which is the primary purpose is that we might introduce Christ into someone's life, to other things that we engage in as the church, to each and every one who has spent so many hours preparing for online endeavors, preparing for getting back together, preparing for the various ways that we are still serving in this community. We are doing all that we are doing with caution, but we're doing all that we are doing in Jesus' name. The ultimate goal of all these things that we've invested in is that Jesus might reign supreme in the lives of those watching your lives, but also those who have yet to know Jesus Christ. So we are to do all that we do with that purpose in mind. So being kind is an endeavor that's greater than you and me in this moment. Being kind is something of kingdom focus. Being kind is more than a feeling. It's you and I making decisions to do so every day. So how can we make an application of this on this evening? Well, first thing we can understand is that kindness is a choice. And you say, well, Pastor, it's a choice, but I'm not always feeling it. So being kind, you can even think of people in this world that are very kind and yet don't have Christ in their lives. They're very good and giving and loving and nurturing. But I believe as a Christian believer, kindness is a choice. Kindness is also a way that others find out who Christ is in our lives, but also begin to understand who Christ could be in their lives. So as kindness is a choice, that means that kindness rises above what we face and are going through. It helps us as we look to others' needs in order that we might choose to say, while I'm not feeling it today or dealing with, I'm dealing with my own set of troubles today, and we all are, I choose on this day to do what God has called me to do in my life, regardless of what I'm going through. Secondly, we look at kindness because Jesus calls us to love. See, Jesus went about His life much different than many of us do, but also the people during that time. And there were many scribes and Pharisees and religious leaders that tried to trip up Jesus because He didn't look, act, and function just like they wanted Him to. He didn't follow their parameters. Life often doesn't, right? So, we think about kindness, Jesus' love. Jesus loved those that you and I might look at and say, well, they seemingly don't deserve it. They put themselves in that position. We don't see eye to eye. We don't look like one another. We don't come from the same background. Jesus loved without borders. Jesus saw a need, and He sought to meet that need by loving them. Even greater, loving them enough to give His life for them. 
See, Jesus, I believe, looked and looks far different than even we imagine in this Western civilization and culture. We get so wrapped up in the fact of Jesus being as we envision Jesus being. But I, I think Jesus looked different than we even understand. He looked a lot like those who live in the area that He was in. Jesus reached those in society that others had thrown to the wayside. He demonstrated that love time and again as He encountered folks and offered grace and mercy and forgiveness to a people that did not deserve it. And ultimately, He died for a people, you and me, and all others for all time's sake when we didn't deserve it. Doing all that we do in His name and living for Him it's because of His love that we can love. It's because of His kindness that we can be kind. So an example of this would be from my childhood. An example would be uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. See, it's a great example, I think, in my mind, of a man who served his country via the military, which he did, but it was kindness and his engaging spirit with heaping measures of humility that drew people into his neighborhood. The remarkable thing is that who he was on film was the same person he was in his private life. I believe he was genuine no matter what. He was also a minister and realized kindness and loving others of all backgrounds was vital. See, I believe this message echoes a primary way that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thirdly, kindness, I believe, disengages someone's defenses and allows for room to hear the gospel. When you and I are kind to others, and when we are genuinely concerned about them and their spiritual well-being, then they're willing to let down their defensive walls when they know that we care. And they're willing to listen and hear. Listen through their auditory means, but hear with their heart. God is not interested in them just merely hearing it. He's interested in them knowing and believing. He's also not interested in us just hearing His Word. He wants us to do what He has called us to do as well. So it makes room for them to hear the gospel. And it may look like you sitting with someone that doesn't believe, look, act, feel, observe the life like you do. And it may mean that you listen to all that they are, they are saying and you build into that relationship. And at some point there's an opportunity, a door open for you to share your faith if you're patient, if you're kind, if you wait and share as things go along, God will show you an opportunity, a door for you to walk into. And as it comes, you do so and share the gospel. Fourthly, kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. It displays that you and I are a follower of Jesus Christ. And how we treat one another does matter. So we either can be leading someone to Christ or being or becoming a stumbling block away from Him. We're either an attractant to Christ or a detractant away from Christ. So how we treat one another matters. And we must remember that. 
from everything that we put online, on Facebook, Instagram, and so forth, to everything we engage in and talking to one another on the phone or texting one another, how we treat others does matter. And we are in a place right now where we say we can't do things as we normally do. But it doesn't mean that we can't do something. How we treat one another matters. I thought of it like this. Imagine you and I having food more than we ever needed or could even use before it spoils. And then we refuse to give some to others who are starving just outside of our door. See, I believe that that's how a world in need sees the church, sees Christians, as they look for hope in the middle of this despair of sin and life. Fifthly, how well on this evening would you say you demonstrate the kindness of Jesus? It's not a feeling, it's an action. How well do you demonstrate the kindness of Jesus in all forms and fashions in your life? It tells a story of faith. How you live with consistency, how you're kind to others, how you love others rather than throwing stones, removing the plank from our own eye helps us to be able to find that hope in Jesus and demonstrate that in a better form and facet in this world. Kindness and love speaks to the heart of what mankind is looking for. I think that Rick Warren said it the best as of recent. People are looking for purpose of why I am here. And you and I are afforded so many different opportunities to show them the kindness of a Savior. Will we do it? Will you do it in this time of great need? And it's my prayer and hope that you will. Let us pray. Father God, we come this evening. We thank you for everything that we're given, God. We thank you and are grateful for that. God, help us to lead with kindness. God, help us to understand your great love for us. Help us to understand the greater calling in our life. We are not meant to just be nice. We are meant to look to others' needs as greater than ourselves. To love others because we have been loved. To be kind because we have been shown kindness, grace, forgiveness, mercy, love, and compassion time and again by you, God. So as we are to do the same. Not to the people who look like us, act like us, and treat us right. But to everyone, everywhere, at all times, God. Let us be your hands and feet. A light in the darkness. God, let us be salt and light in this world. Father God, you have called us to greater things. Help us to reach out for your goals in our life. Help us to move beyond what we feel like we can do and start leaning in on what you can do and only you can do in our lives. God, I pray as we build relationships with intentionality, God, we do so with the gospel in mind. God, love you. Thank you for this day. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have. 
and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.